Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium. We're here directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Thursday, the Chiefs returned to the practice field. We heard from offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, as well as defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, special teams coordinator Dave Tobe, and guard Trey Smith. We'll go in that order, starting with the Chiefs offensive coordinator. After that, we'll catch up with Steve Spagnolo. Then we'll take a quick timeout when we get back. We'll wrap things up with Dave Tobe and Trey Smith. Here's Matt Nagy. How's everybody doing? Good. Awesome. Far away. What's happened the last like three games? It seems kind of remarkable. What, what's going on with those two? Is there something you see between the two of them recently? Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen here for many years Kelsey's growth in this offense and then his relationship with Pat's growth, and then you put it all together. And <clears throat> I would probably peg it as the biggest thing is going into this year trying to figure out how our team's going to try to play the Kansas City Chiefs 2023 offense and it takes a little bit of time for for us and for the players to kind of adjust is there going to be a lot of man is there going to be a lot of zone um and then how do you work versus that and so I think we all know that man and zone with Kelsey and Patrick they just they link up together they know how to work so if you're going to play a lot of zone Kelsey knows how to find areas if you're going to play a lot of man he knows how to win versus man you're just seeing a little bit more of that connection um also, where Pat might push up out of the pocket, have a scramble, and still, like, there's just a couple plays where you see where you just shake your head where, you know, it's the first part of the play, the second part, and third part, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just, like, connect, and he finds them. Um, and so you're probably just seeing more of that now. I also think, too, Adam, that it's partly also that these other wide receivers are growing. And now teams are seeing that, and they know they got to uh, understand. They got to know where they're at too, and so that helps open Kelsey up, knowing that. Uh, so I think it's kind of a combination. Matt, how many how many plays in the playbook actually identify Kelsey as like the primary target? Um, yeah, I mean it's it it probably changes slightly every week, but it's. Uh, I don't. That's a great question. I don't know if I know an exact percent. Um, I could just say it's 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 a lot. It's it's it's, it's a lot. So uh, that hasn't changed like this year. Right. That's been forever. Uh, that it's a lot, and then it's just a matter of how much of a lot does he get in that game versus, you know, for instance, you have a game. Um, you have certain games where he has, you know, uh, not a lot of catches, but a lot of touchdowns. Right. Or he has a couple catches for a lot of yards uh, or I mean, but one thing he has done is he catches footballs every game. And, and that's a part of who we are. We know that there's that that trust that those two have together that gets better and better every week, every game. The younger guys see that the guys that come in here see that uh, we just are always careful with those other receivers that they make sure that they try not to come in here and do what Kelsey does because what Kelsey does is rare and special, just like Patrick. And you put two rare and special guys together, it's, it's fun. And so um, you just got to be able to make sure that these guys come in here and they stay within the system. As far as you still don't want to lose their personality and their creativity, but let's Kelsey built to this and Patrick built to this relationship with him. And now they're at a, at a high level right now that they're doing and it makes it difficult for man or zone. With that in mind, uh, how significant has it been that Rasheed's really 
taken a set of the second and third read and been open for, for passing? It's a really big part of it. It really is. Um, and it's not just Rasheed. I mean, Rasheed's had some nice catches, and he's made some explosive plays. Uh, but, I mean, even like last week, you look on some breakdown and scrambles with, uh, with Quez, you know, getting open. And these guys are learning. Patrick is a guy that when he breaks the pocket, you better be running. You better not be um, standing around thinking you're not going to get the football because some quarterbacks scramble and you, you cut the field in half and that's all you get. With Patrick, the whole field's open. So he can do whatever, whenever, however, um, when he wants on the scrambles and good plays happen and um, that, that helps. But these other receivers are doing a great job right now of really working together as a unit, as one. And, um, you know, Coach is doing such a great job at uh, really putting these guys in great positions. How uncomfortable does that maybe make you sometimes when, like, maybe you wouldn't have told another quarterback, hey, you can throw across the field now, but with Pat, you sort of have to change? Yeah, you get some guys that sometimes think in their brain um, that they maybe be able to, might be able to make some of these throws, and then you get there and you say, no, you can't. You, you can't. You can try, but it's hard. Um, and it's just, again, it's something that Pat has, but you got to be careful with that because there are some guys that can do it uh, and, and, and are able to do it. So, it's a it's a fun trait that he has that's advantage Chiefs because of him and this isn't I mean he's been doing this for a long long time and now it's having the other guys understand what Pat does and then it's having the other guys understand just as rare as he is at that position Kelsey is as rare at the tight end position. Has his arm changed at all? Uh, stronger? Anything like that since you saw him you know back in seventeen? No, I mean every now and then I think it's more being facetious. Pat'll say his arm's a little weaker. I don't believe it. I've seen him I've seen him chuck that thing eighty yards, so uh recently. So I mean that his arm's not getting any weaker. Uh I think he sometimes says that to almost like make somebody tell somebody else that his arm's getting weaker so that you think that and then he just gashes you over the top. So his his arm is not getting any weaker. Now, now, you mentioned the growth of some of the other receivers. With Rasheed, I'm sure there's multiple areas, but is the main one just his ability to sort of read what teams are trying to do to him? No, I don't think it's that right now. I think what it is is uh, he, if you go back to training camp, it was hard for him. Like any normal receiver that comes in, it's difficult, not easy to get lined up and know where to go and what to do within the play. Right now, that part's getting easier for him. So when he breaks the huddle, he knows exactly where to line up. He's looking across at the defense, and he, he has an idea of what the coverage might be. And now he can adjust his route accordingly. That allows him, you know, we all talked about the drops early on with him uh, early in the, in the season. And when you're thinking about the details of the play or the route, sometimes you lose the natural ability that you have all your life to catch the football. Um, obviously, you're seeing that come back, and it's, it's getting better and better. And that's a credit to him because his confidence is – Growing in a good way. It's not. It's he knows he's got a ways to go, but you can see in practice when he breaks the huddle, he's not. There's not so much where you run out to the left and got to run back to the right because you went to the wrong side, or your splits a little off. You see less of that. So when you get in the game, you're you're running. You're at the spot you need to be, and when the quarterback sees that, there's trust. And the more and more trust you have between a quarterback and wide receiver, tight end, running back the more successful you're going to be. And I think you're slowly starting to see that with this offense. It takes a little time. And, um, you know, you go through the, the series, every series, every game, there's, up, there's highs and lows. We just had a good one offensively. We got to stack it. We got to do it again. Coach, you, uh, I asked uh, Coach Reed about, you know, back in the day, Tony Gonzalez would get champ league on 
or something. Mm -hmm. He said they did a little bit of that with Denver with Patrick Sertan. Mm -hmm. Are you surprised you don't get more of that with, with the way he plays? Um, we, we do see that, and you see guys put their best guy on, on our, our guys every year, who, whoever that is. A lot of times it's obviously Kelsey. Um, but the coordinators also, it kind of breaks what they want to do sometimes, depending on the down and distance, how they want to play it. And it puts a guy that might always be on the left or right or on the outside versus inside in a different spot. And sometimes there's tells with that. But, um, you know, I think for the, the biggest thing is with us being able to uh, understand that we're always going to get that is how do you kind of counter that with what we want to do every week, how it's different. And so, like, whether you play man or zone against Kels or whoever the wide receiver is for any team, coordinators and coaches always usually try to have some type of plan, and then you just kind of – and then the other part, too, is adjusting within the game. you got to be able to adjust. Last one. How do you feel like you're at with your run game right now? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's growing. It's not where we want it to be yet. We know that. Um, but I kind of look at it like our offense in general, it's growing. And – it's it's not 100% where we want it to be, but we know that it's, you know, we got the players, we know we have the scheme, it's just putting it together. And some game you might come out and run the ball way more than passing it um, or vice versa. So we're, we're not frustrated at all. We just, we understand we got to keep working on it and understand let's, whatever we need to do to get better there to help out, you know, the run and pass, we'll do it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. All right, take care. No problem. Got everybody we need? So. All right, we're uh, on to another challenge, another division game, right? Team we just played, so that makes it a little bit familiar. And with that, I'll open it up. We got the T-shirts, the all-juice team, son, today. You guys must have called each other this morning. What are we wearing? I, I'll open it up. What do you guys got? No, you've already played a little bit without Nick yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, it's just, we know you love him. Yeah. yeah but how Drew can maybe sit in here again and, and jump in. Is it better knowing, like, like when he left during the game, it's one thing to kind of quick change, but now yeah. you've got a week to get ready for it? Well, I mean, the point you're making about the fact that we had, we've played a couple of games, I want to say it's a total of three, right, without Nick so far, and, and Drew's been in there, and the guys have felt Drew in front of the huddle and you know, all week long, obviously. I think there's a comfort level with the other ten with Drew in there now, having done it. I think they felt that way when... Nick went down the first time, but it's nice to know we have a guy that can fit in there and not skip a beat. And, I mean, I said this before, I never felt like we had to cut things back when, when Drew took over in those three games Nick was gone and feel the same way now, so hopefully we can keep tracking upward. Those, uh, those kind of top four, you know, with Leo, Willie, Nick, and, you know, Drew, yeah. they, they've been your rotation. Do you see Jack and Cole and maybe even Cam Jones getting in there soon? Well, Cole, uh, Cole's not uh, on 53 now, when you think of Cole Christian. But Jack, certainly. Um, listen, we got a lot of faith in Jack. And, and when, we, when Nick was out before, uh, Jack was in a rotation of a package, let's say. Um, and we've got no problem doing the same thing. All those guys have played good enough football, I think, to this point, where they all merit some play time. So we'll just see how the game goes and what the situations are and whether that happens or not. You got to play the Broncos twice anyway, but is there are there different different challenges when you're playing twice in three weeks? Um, is, is, or is any different than if you got two months in between? Well, I mean, the one thing with two months is there's a chunk of different film, and maybe the maybe the unit you're going against has changed. You know, they've had injuries, and with one game in between, it looks similar. I mean, they played really well against Green Bay. They ran the ball really well. I mean, I. 
I think they're running the ball really good now, with those two backs uh, especially. Um, you know, maybe the, the one thing that we feel is the, uh, the individual staff meetings that we have situationally. You know, at one point you're doing first and second down, then you're doing third down. They seem to go a little quicker because it was two weeks ago and there's only one new film in there on our own. So from that regard, maybe I get home a half hour earlier tonight. <laughs> I mean, that, hey, we, try to, we try to do that anyway. Yeah, it's nice to have a guy back there with that length. That was a huge play that he made. It was a third down in the red zone, right? Four-point play. Uh, it turned into a seven-point play because we picked it off. But uh, no, he was some, some juice for us, and hopefully each week we can stack uh, some more things on there for him. But it was nice to see him come in in one week and just get plugged in and make some plays. I was happy for him. Steve, what is sort of the art of batting down passes? I mean, some of the stuff seems obvious, but one with our guys? Yeah, just the art of batting down. Yeah, listen, I, a lot of that I think is innate. I think we got some guys that innately, you know, get their hands on. We got a couple of guys with some length. You know, Giles and Chris, obviously, God gave them appendages that are going to help them do it. But, but like, even if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think Derek has one this year, and that's just because he gets it up at the right time. George certainly has a great timing for it. Mike uh, Dana has gotten some inside. I think our guys have a real good knack for it. I mean, we preach it. Certainly when we're playing certain size quarterbacks, it becomes more of an emphasis. But um, a lot of what we look at is where quarterbacks are releasing the football. You know, just, they're not up over the top. Uh, and, and situationally, like, you know, our guys, you get in the red zone, you should think more about it because of where the ball's going. Third and two, three, four, you know, they think a little bit more about it. So. Our guys have been good at embracing that. that. That tip pass that Charles had came in that look that you're finally able to get on the field with Chris and George outside and Mike and Charles inside. Yeah. It's kind of a third down package. Yeah. What's special kind of about that group? You know, especially if you're, you, you've had looks like that all yeah. your career. Yeah. What's really good about that, I mean, all four of those guys, George doesn't go inside as much, but all four of those guys can go inside. All four of them can go outside. That's the luxury. And... The pressure you put on them is to mentally know, uh, as a player, all four of those spots, as opposed to, you know, you're the right end, you're the left end, you're the right tackle, you're the left tackle, here are the calls, know that spot. These guys have done a good job at knowing. And so if Chris wants to get on a guard, you know, then somebody that's going out on a tackle knows how to do it. So that's, that's pretty important. And so that's the intelligence of those guys that I would give a, good, a little bit of credit to. Besides just the matchup, get maybe a matchup you want. What, what's the benefit of having guys? The, that, that matchup's one of the bigger ones. Um, and teams not getting a beat on where somebody's going to be. I mean, let's face it. Um, most teams that we play are going to try to find a way to get four hands on Chris and not two. You know, and if you can, if they knew he was always going to be the right tackle, it'd be a little bit easier. But not knowing where he is, they've got to do some things. Like they may have to move something, you know, bring the tight end over here or, so hopefully it gives them a little bit more thinking. Besides so the strategy of, of you and, and Joe figuring out the matchup of <clears throat> offensive lineman X and like frequency and, and, and that going yeah. into Most of that we rely on the players. Um, listen, our guys do a good job of studying the film. Chris, Chris is always looking at the tape and looking for what he thinks might be his best match. Mike Danner grinds tape, all those guys, George. And they get together with Joe. Um, and figure out situationally what we should do or shouldn't do and where, where our best matchup might be. And then and once they get the calls from what we're putting in,
then decide where we want people in those particular calls. Aside from uh, your time in New York, is this kind of your, one of your most fun, like, long limbs, strong things, <laughs> you know? <laughs> to toys? Yeah, uh, exactly. it, listen, it's the way the guys have been operating. And when, you, when you're saying that, I think you we're all leaning toward the conversation with the big the linemen. But I just, I just think that the combination of the linemen we have with the linebackers makes a big difference. Um, I'm not sure we've we've had the luxury of the linebacker speed that we ha have right now. Um, if I, I'd have to go back and think of all the <coughs> defenses we've had here, the people in other places, but that's that's a little bit of a luxury. But I I, oh, I keep going back to that that front group linebacker D line that we're uh, working with, to the fact that they can all operate in multiple calls, like and that's a credit to them and how they work during the week in preparing and their football intelligence, what I call football get it. We've got a lot of guys with football get it, and we've been five years in the system, so there's continuity. That helps. Um, all that is kind of packaged together. My hope is that we can just keep doing it. I mean, we've got to stay healthy. I know we got Nick's banged up now, but a lot go we got a, a whole stretch here to go. It's early, right? I'm glad it's gone the way it has, but we're just kind of looking to the next one. We're just trying to hope to play our best game this coming week. And then after that, play a better game than whatever that was. Coach, you mentioned Michael Pena and, and, you know, film study, but he's on pace for 11 sacks. I know they kind of come in bunches. Yeah. I mean, he's going to definitely get to that number, but is there anything that in particular he, he worked on in the offseason that he's really improved at? Sure? You know, uh, when he came back here right from the beginning, I thought he was more powerful. And he, he trained. If you, told, if you talk to him, I know he trained exceptionally hard in this offseason. He looked different to me when he came back. And he's kind of on a mission. And he's been on a mission. And that's what I love about Mike. He's, Mike's a, you know, I, I hope people talk more and more about him. He's been a real, he's been a real valuable asset for us. Um, you know, he's got, he, I always tell him, he's got natural leverage. And in this game, it's all about leverage. And he's really powerful from the waist down. He's a good football player. A couple more. Go ahead, Nate. Steve, what did you anticipate when you guys acquired Mike Edwards, and what has he shown you through seven games that maybe is what you expected? Or yeah. Slightly different from what you, you know, the, the pro personnel department, I remember talking to Mike Borganzi and, uh, you know, and Veach and his crew, um, and I didn't know a lot about Mike at the time than the, the film study, and they, they were really high on him. And he is a natural, gifted, intelligent football player. And he, the, the greatest thing about Mike is he accepts his role and is passionate about it. Like, he's not a starter, but he kind of is. You know, we're getting him in there. And he's earned that. Uh, he's earned the respect of the players. He's got some natural instincts. He sees the game really, really well. Like, some guys see the game through a straw. You know, you can only give them certain things, right? But Mike sees the whole thing. Um, I mean, he's been around enough defenses to understand football. He's played in the league, so he knows offenses. But he's been a real luxury. I'm glad we got him, you know, him and Drew and new guys that are in there that the system's new, they've just, they, they've just kind of just pieced right in. Charles hopefully will do the same thing, and we keep rolling. Awesome. You're See you warm out. McCall kind of gave up some yards early in the game on the punt returns by letting them bounce. Yep. Were you at all tempted to, before the big one to... to uh, no, no. I uh, just talked to him on the sideline about it. Uh, Particularly the, or I guess it was the third to last one where we had big field. We had the uh, uh, defense stay out there, and he bombed one 
he just stayed on the 20 instead of going back and getting it. We talked about that one. And then the funny thing was the long one that he got was the same exact punt. So he went and got that one, and then obviously it paid off. So You could be a little rust in that, right? Yeah, well, that's what I'm chalking it up to. I mean, he's, um, you know, it's good to have him back. He's got a, he's got a lot of juice out there. He's got some, you know, obviously a little bit more speed than we've had, and uh, he's got a lot of experience back there. Uh, but he hadn't he hadn't been doing it, you know. I mean, he's probably done it in practice at the Jets. I mean, he told me he did, but you know, we haven't seen it. But he, uh, you know, he uh, got better as the game went on. Got used to it a little bit more. Seeing how we're blocking people up, and uh, obviously that was a big return for us at a good time. What about Tony in that role? Yeah, Tony could. He, he's a guy that practices and does it. And well, why not? I mean, what, what, why not? Yeah. I I just think that Andy wants to keep him, you know, on the offensive side. He wants him, you know, he, he's a specialty guy for him, and that's, you know, I mean, he's a guy that he's our he's our next guy that goes, obviously, you know, and then and, you know Sky Moore's in the mix too, but uh, you know, in, in baseball, not everybody judges a fly ball. Well, right, you know, he's taking that straight line route, they want as opposed to some banana route or something bigger. Yeah, ball you got to read the ball and everything. Yeah, yeah. A, little, a little bit easier in football, but still the same kind of thing, right? Some, some guys are better than others at getting a quick read and a jump. Yeah, no right? question. I mean, you, you could always tell if a guy's a good reader or not if he's moving late to catch it. You know, if he's sitting there and the ball's chasing, I, I, I say the ball should be chasing you, like you anticipate where the ball's going to be. And, you know, football never just comes straight down, it's, you know, it's always moving, so you have to read the ball, and it, there's a lot to it. That's why punt returns so hard. It's so tough. It's hard. Hey, a couple guys mentioned uh, it was a safe punt. Just how impressive it from a pole to return it so far when you guys. You know. it, it was. It's impressive because um, we put our defense out there a lot because of what's happening to us. I mean, we any you know like uh, fourth and four, three. You know, we're going to have defense stay out there from now on uh, because teams run fakes on us. And so, but the thing is, they're you know they're not only stopping the fake now; they're getting better at the. The return part they're blocking guys up and they did a really great job i mean all those guys you know Karloftis and dickerson and you know all the guys that were out there dana and and uh naughty uh, they all did you know they're big guys running down the field making blocks for you so i mean it's impressive do you see some enjoyment from some of these defensive guys yeah it is it's uh you know it's it's special because you know you see a lot of teams they, they have Defense stay, and they just you know they all their job is is to make them punt. They punt, and they, they see him walking off the field even before the ball's even caught. Sometimes you know, but the play's not over. You know, and we emphasized it, and we keep working on it, and they they take pride in it, and you know it really paid off in that game. Uh, Harrison's sick today. Is this, is this Justin's day then? Is yeah, it is. He's gonna he's gonna work practice today, Justin. So our backup plan, you know, because uh, yeah. With Nick Bolton going down, um, how is that uh, going to shuffle some special team linebackers? Yeah, we'll have to make a decision. Uh, you know, we've, we've got some ideas out there what we're going to do. You know, obviously, we'll make that decision uh, as the week goes on. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to have to do something there, you know, in the linebacker area or possibly bring up a safety, you know. But but it, th- that guy's going to help me. He's going to be a special teams guy because what happens is Tranquil was helping me. Now he's, you know, he's going to be a strictly on defense. And now I have to get his position replaced. What is it about the linebackers and safeties that kind of that, that is it's that the speed? Way? It's the you know it's the ability to, to block in space, uh, agility. You know the D linemen. I mean they're good straight ahead guys. I mean but then I just got done telling you how good they are in the blocking too. But um, you know you want that's what you want. You want guys that are fast and that can move in space and, and block and, and tackle in space. Coach, uh, on the 
touching upon the subject again. I know McColl's not bad at it, or he wouldn't be back there, right? But is that part of his game that he needs to get a little better? I mean, uh, now that he is the guy, he's going to get all the reps. So he's going to be, you know, emphasized, you know, in practices and, uh, for, you know, from this point forward. Now, he, he's a good catcher, you know. Is he the best catcher in the world? No, but he's, he's a good catcher. And, you know, and he's smart enough to know if he's out of position and just, you know, let the damn thing go. You know what I mean? So, uh, but certain times you got to go back and get it. You know, when, when they overkick your coverage, when they outkick your coverage, you're running away from the coverage. You got to go get it. Uh, a little scouting report maybe on, on Denver and if, if there's anything yeah. different when you've seen them so Well, close. we just played them, obviously. I mean, so that that's a benefit for us. You know, as far as personnel, we know, you know, what they are. Um, sometimes when you don't play a team for a long time, it's different personnel. So now we know them that way. Uh, we know that uh, Mims is a great returner. I mean, he that's the longest return that we gave up when our punt team was against him. So we know that. We see it. Uh, we see him has talent. He that We see that he has talent on a kick return game, too. He can get outside. So, um, you know, they're a good unit. They're, they're playing very hard right now uh, under Westhoff and, and Ben Kotwicka. So, um, you know, we have, to, we have to deal with that. And uh, weather could be a little dicey out there. No, no question. You yeah, the weather forecast a lot. What do you, what do you see? Yeah, we, we're, we watch it all week. Obviously, we know. I mean, it started off high of 35. Then as, the, as it's been going now, it's like mid-20s, they say, for kickoff. So um, that affects us. I mean, it's you know the altitude is going to help hang the ball up, but then it's going to be negated by the cold weather. So it'll probably be back to normal. I mean, in my mind, that's what I've been telling the guys that, you know, that, that extra five yards you get for the altitude, you know, with the cold weather, gone. So, um, you know, we're, we we got to look to possibly get more returns, you know, kick returns for us and for, you know, for them. So uh, those are all factors. Would you be comfortable going into a game with Justin as your kicker? Or if Harrison was going to be out, would you want another guy? If he was going to be out for a long time, I mean, for more than, I mean, if we knew that he was going to be out, we'd want another kicker. I mean, I, I'm, I feel comfortable that Justin could come in, but I, you want a real kicker. In that situation. <laughs> yes, yes, he's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry to interrupt, Jeff. Is he good enough to? Like, I know. He's good enough to get He's good enough to get us through a game. He's good enough to get us through a game. You know, he can make an extra point. Uh, he's a long range. If you wanted to be a kicker, um, in the NFL level, I don't think he could do it. I, mean, I, I love, I love him. I love him, but he, he he'll understand why I'm saying that. You know, he's a good safety. <laughs> when you play a team as close together as you guys are facing the Broncos when you played before, is it good, bad, different? What do you, what do you think about playing this close to the team? Yeah, you know, it's a challenge, especially when you uh, you face an opponent in a short time frame like we're doing. Um, just being an AFC West opponent, someone we're familiar with, but it's definitely a challenge when you go up against a guy, you know, he knows your tendencies now, you know pretty much what he's doing, tendency-wise as well. But, you know, ultimately we just got to be prepared when we face him. Do you ever have a moment, like, watching the games, like fans will watch the game like you had against the Chargers, and the question that everybody's saying in bars and living rooms is, why don't they cover Kelsey? Is there ever a, <laughs> a moment where you guys are, like, have a little chuckle, have time to kind of realize how, like, he, he should be the smart man, yet... Still, every Sunday he goes out there, and it seems like it's just having a catch out the yard or something. Yeah, I think most of the league is asking that question a lot of times. You watch him. I mean, when you watch Trav work, I mean, it's incredible a lot of times how open he is, uh, his knowledge for the game, to put him in position to be that open and to manipulate defenders and defensive scheme to let him have the ability to do what he does best. I mean, he's been one of the best tight ends he's stepped in the league. So um, it's honestly so much fun to watch, but 
you know, at the end of the day, like you said, I mean, he should be targeted, man. I mean, he's one of the best to do it. Yeah, you know, ultimately we just have to be better in the run game. Just got to keep striving at it. You got to keep working and do what our coaches tell us to do. We talked to Isaiah this week, and, and he said that uh, he believes you really love to counter, and he always feels bad for the cornerback crashing down. When you see that play coming, um, what, what goes through your head? Uh, destroy what I see. You know, just pull as, uh, as fast, as much speed as I can, you know, and just lay down the wood. But uh, ultimately, um, it, it's really just more be measured in everything I do and just whatever it takes to play to go and be successful, I, I do it. Looks like it's going to get a little chilly out there, maybe <laughs> the greatest weather. You've been in the league long enough. You've played some cold weather games. You like that weather when you're, when you're in the trenches? Yeah, you know, uh, cold weather is big guy weather, and uh, I prefer it. You know, you can play and sustain a lot longer, especially in longer drives, and you feel better when you get the juices flowing and pumping. But to me, um, I've always preferred cold weather over like hot, warm weather. But at the end of the day, however cold, however hot it is, put that ball down, let's play. That, that game in Jacksonville a few weeks ago, how, was that difficult given the heat down there? Yeah, I think it goes into the mentality aspect. Um, you know, you have to always be prepared for whatever you face. You know, the elements are always going to be a factor. Uh, you can't let the elements stop you from doing what you're supposed to do out there. And, you know, when it's heat, you just got to be mentally tough. You got to keep thinking about, okay, what do I need to do to make my job successful and be great for this team? You played a team that had some struggles early on, and the record's not what they want it to be, but they held their last two opponents under 20 points. What, what do you see, you know, including the Chiefs? What have you seen with them that, where they've gotten better here in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, talking about the Broncos, again, being an AFC West opponent. Um, you know, once again, we know them. They know us. But they take a lot of pride in their defensive unit. And they've been playing some really good ball. And, when, you know, at the end of the day, the NFL is the NFL. Everyone's good. Everyone's great. Um, the the margin for winning and losing is extremely small. And, you know, like I said, they've been playing really good ball. And we just have to play better ball at the end of the day and just be successful. Trey, you had your high school jersey retired a few weeks ago. What that experience mean to you? Yeah, it's special. Uh, you know, being a USA Bruin, obviously I got my first start playing football at the University School of Jackson. It was uh, really a special moment to go back home, uh, see people you love, people that were instrumental in the, your development in your life, and enjoying that moment with family. You know, that's something I'll never forget. Uh, truly honored to have my jersey retired in my high school. And, you know, it's really proud of the moment, but just super thankful. couple more. Are you much of a trash talker? No, nah, no. Nah. People who are trying to be great in the game don't have a – we don't have time to talk trash on the field. I'm trying to save my breath so I can keep going. Are the Broncos trash talkers? No, I mean, <laughs> hey, you have trash talkers on every team. You know, every, every player is sort of different, you know, and it's a good rivalry game. Uh, you know, some words might be muttered, but uh, at the end of the day, we just focus on putting that ball down and putting our uh, face mask on the opponent. Trey, I want to ask you about one of your plays uh, after a couple of plays after the Pacheco run there when you were past seven and you uh, got the defender on the ground and you kind of stepped over him and then fell back. Uh, I <laughs> uh, got him on the ground, just sort of got him off balanced, and I think I had a costly hold earlier on. It's just like whatever I do, just don't get another hold. And at that point, he was out of position. I'm like, yeah, I could just fall on this guy, so just try to fall on him now. Get the hold, basically. But it was sort of a, a goofy play. I guess it's gone viral, but great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.